So help us to walk in the light of that, to walk in victory. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, everybody agree with that? Say amen. amen. All right, so here we go. There is what? A miracle. Say it with me. There's a miracle in my mouth. Do you really believe that? Praise God. And so what happens is, is, is speaking the word of God. And when you do that, we said results will always come. Now, there's another thing. Go to Proverbs chapter 18. I just want you to see that. It's kind of like where we, where we started. And there's other verses I'm going to give you, kind of recapping a little bit. But I want you to go to this verse because God will move us. I like to say this. He'll take us from messes to miracles. Man, I'm excited about that. He'll move us from messes. Now, none of y'all have ever messed up in your life. I can tell by looking at you. Y'all just looking so holy, looking so good. But if you're like me, you probably say, oh, pastor. All right, come on. That's not me. Well, then the truth of the matter is, but God will move you from, listen, messes to miracles. But you know what? We have to do something on our part. God's not just going to do everything. Everybody say he won't do everything. All right, so who's found, who has found Proverbs chapter 18, and let's look together at verse 7. Go ahead and read that, please, if you have it. Mm-hmm. Destruction. So a wise, a wise, listen, a wise person's mouth won't be for destruction. It'll be the opposite. So what's the opposite of what we just read? If a fool's mouth is what fit for destruction, so a person who is wise and speaks is fit for what? Coming to build up. What's some other things if you speak the right words? Right, to encourage, to do what? Edify, okay? Or anybody have any other thoughts? See? Because you know a lot of times people who are just foolish. Man, you're just being foolish. And usually that refers to what? Man, you're just saying something that really doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? But aren't you glad that, that we can be wise and when we're saying something, we're what? We're making sense. Praise the Lord. So that's why it's important to get the word in you. Here's some scriptures. If you didn't write them down next time, and if you did, I mean last time, but if you did, it is just going to recap. Just make sure you have them. We gave you Mark 11. Mark eleven twenty three, as a reference point. And then what we said was we have to, you know, the thought is, is we have what we say, and that's a vital biblical truth. We said that. We gave you also Matthew 21. Matthew chapter 21, verse 21. Write that down as well, because we believe that'll help you. And we gave you another reference. All these references go with we have what we say. Say that with me. Say, I have what I say. Do you believe that? I know you do. You know what? And I say this because this is a vital biblical truth, a vital biblical truth. It's not just some say like it's almost like, man, I'll just take a break. You know, I can just take a little time off. Let me encourage you. This is so vital that we have to watch. We have to observe, you know, what we say, what comes out of our mouth, because you see blessings of God will overtake you. Come on. All right. If you're speaking blessings. But if we're speaking doubt and we're speaking, you know, just negative things, guess what they'll tend to do as well? Overtake you. So we see how important it is, right, that we speak the right things and our confession is correct aligned with God's word. So did you write down James 3, 2? All right, James chapter 3, verse 2. Write that down as a reference. I'm just giving you this little recap and giving you scriptures, and then I'll let you know where we're picking up with something new. All right? Now, we have to, we also said this. We, um, we allow ourselves to begin, if, we're, if we don't use wisdom, and we start hanging around the wrong crowd. But none of you, none of you have ever hung around the wrong crowd. But you may know some who have. And those, and what happens is this, when you, guess what? When you start hanging around the wrong crowd, what happens? You become like them. 
Okay, so give me a little bit more. What does that mean you become like them? You know, um, in what way? In, in what ways? Oh, so we start picking up habits. Okay, so tell me about some habits. What kind of habits will we start picking up? Oh, we start speaking like them, right? Mm-hmm. All right. We'll act like them, right? Have you ever done anything foolish ever in your life? Just one time. <laughs> Just once, once. He's so funny. One time. <laughs> one time. Okay, you're so funny. All right, so, so uh, and, and that is funny. So, so, but anyways, listen, if you've ever done anything foolish in your life, and you know after you've done something foolish, you, sometimes you'll chuckle and you'll laugh at yourself, especially if it's only you that's involved. But when you do something foolish and now it starts involving other people, wow, what happens? It's not, it's really kind of like, okay, the laughing matter or the whole like, oh, that was foolish. I think it begins to be more magnified. Wouldn't you say that? The results of it is kind of like, oh my gosh, what did I say? You know, what did I do? I know that was foolish, but now it affects someone else. How about your mate? You know, how about your best friend? All of a sudden say, oh man, I was only playing. You know, oh, I know that was foolish. But see, we have to use wisdom at times. Now, how many of you know you have a really good friend and there's some things you can say and there's probably some things you shouldn't say? All right, now, are y'all with me? The, and especially with our, you know, with our, with our spouses. How many have seen those commercials before? I love those commercials, remember, with Honest Abe. Y'all remember that? And then, and then the commercial is that his wife, she's, getting, she's putting a dress on, right? And he's standing up there, and she says, honey, how do I look? You know? Does, oh, does, ooh, does this dress make me look fat? Do y'all remember what he said? Well, he didn't say yes, okay? You know, he was like, mm, you know, so, you know, yeah. Okay, that would have been to his detriment, you know what I'm saying? So, but have you ever said something that you wish you can take those words back? Whew, Lord. And it's like, I cannot believe that came out of my mouth, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, this was something that was like, this was at work. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, it wasn't a big deal as far as, you know, I don't think anybody else was around this one particular person, but they're working at their desk. And, you know, I always like to say, man, when you're under pressure, the real you comes out. Come on now. And so here we are at the desk, and, 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 and we're working, and this whole big cup of water spilled over on the computer. I looked over, and I said, oh, because not only did the water spill over, but something else started spilling over out of their mouths. And I said, oh, my gosh, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, where did they get those colorful words from? <laughs> But they started spilling out. But but she was on the phone too. And so I so I got up and I'm like, hey, just calm down, calm down, we'll get this. And I started picking all the water waters all over the place. You know? And she's like, oh, and she's talking to the person. I said, you just focus on the call. Okay, I'll take care of this, you know, I'll take care and get the water up. And then she finished. And I said, wow. I said, well, that was quite an experience, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> she's like, what? I said, no, I I didn't I didn't make any, you know, focus on what came out of her mouth. I just said that was quite an experience. And she said, then she kind of calmed down, yeah. And I'm just saying, what happens is this. You, you begin to realize things that come out of your mouth. Say, come out of my mouth. And you begin to understand, like, oh, my gosh. How many know that you can let some things slip sometimes? And you go, oh, Lord, I repent. I did not mean to say that. Or I did not mean to do that. Okay. So we know that our words will mark us. Didn't we say that? Our words will mark us. I also said this on last time. And he wrote this down. The words you speak, the words I speak, 
The words we speak, they identify you. Not only do they identify you, you've already said that, but you know what else they'll do? They'll set boundaries. The words you speak will set boundaries. What did we say last time? Like, I can't. What are some boundary words that some people will say? It'll just kind of like stop them or it'll just mark them. And it's like, it's almost like that's as far as they'll go until they change what comes out of their mouth. Never. You see, because out of the abundance of your what? Your heart, your mouth speaks. So really what happens is we have to ask ourselves, what am I taking the time to put in my heart? Now, we're not talking about your, the natural heart that beats blood flowing through your body. We're talking about the real you. Now, I know some of us, you know, of course, not you, any of you, you know, some people don't like the way they look, but y'all look good. Let me say all y'all look good, man. You're handsome. You're pretty. You're beautiful. But you know what? Some people don't like the way they look and they begin to talk. Listen, bad about themselves. You know what I'm saying? They can begin to put themselves down. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't they don't like what they see. But what happens is what they don't realize they're setting boundaries in their lives. And, the, and what what it does, it affects their self-esteem. It affects who they are. And then if we're beating up on ourselves, well, we don't need anybody else or the devil. Right. You see, we make ourselves feel like, oh, man, but God, you know what? God doesn't see you that way. God doesn't see us that way. Are you listening to me? OK, so also, guess what? The words we speak coming out of our mouths, here's, here's the root to yourself because you are listening. Mm. All right, I like that. And, and so we, we believe, right, it's very important what you say. Again, there's a miracle where? There's a miracle in your mouth. Now, you know what we also said? You'll never have anything beyond your own words. It's just not going to happen. You know? And like you said, I can't. Give me some other words. I can't. Like negative words, something else. Wow, this always happens to me. Anybody else? Whew, man, that's impossible. I, I just don't understand. I don't, I don't know how that's going to happen, right? Because it's almost as if the odds are so stacked up against me, right, that we feel like I don't see how this is ever going to get done. But we understand and know this. Listen between, listen, between you and I, you and God make a majority. Hallelujah. And see, and so we have to understand who we are, understand who's fighting for us, you know, understand where we live. Mm -hmm. What's some other things? Whoa, now that's a deep one. Okay. If it wasn't for bad luck. Now, wow. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. Woo, man. They say that. Now, let me ask you this question, though. When you get around other people and they start saying negative things, because we're already listening to ourselves. But if we start getting around other people and they start saying negative things, what does that do to your spirit? Ah, it grieves your spirit. Now, what does that mean to grieve your spirit? Anybody. How does that make you feel? <sighs> kind of bad. Uncomfortable. Does it make you happy? It makes you somber or makes you sad or it can also make you mad. Now, of course, it's an emotion, but we got to control that, too. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, oh, my goodness. Right. All right, so that's where we are with that. We know that how important it is. And let me go on, all right? Uh, go, look in your Bibles to Romans chapter 4. We're going to pick up some new thoughts here for you tonight. And I'm going I'm to share with you a few things that's going to help you. I'm going to give you some keys. Listen, whatever you and I have in our lives is a product of what we've been saying. It's a product of what we've been saying. Do you know, as I grew up, I grew up in the inner city. Man, I grew up in the projects. 
you know, in the projects where I grew up, it wasn't like, okay, there's a whole other set of projects behind me. That, where I grew up, that was it. And the only thing that was behind me was just what they call a canal. See, I'm from Massachusetts, and the canal is where they, you know, of course, you know, people go through the boats and all that would go through, and they would move things through transportation, if you know, all that, through the boats and ships and stuff. So the canal. But, man, I would tell you what. I would walk the back streets at night, and I knew that, man, there was more in life than this. I knew that I'm not going to stay in this situation my entire life. Man, I, I would come home. I mean, I tell you what, there's friends you know, that'd be that'd caught in fights, going to jail, getting killed. And I said, wait a minute. But I began to say, this will not be me. This will not be me. And so, guess what? I began to speak that into existence. I would walk at night, look up at the stars, and I said, God, I know you're real. You know, I know you're real. And I would say, I don't know how I got in this situation. I, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I know there's more than this. You know, I can't speak for my family. I can't speak for my brother. I can't speak for my mother. I can't speak for anybody. But I know this. This is not it for me. There's more. Everybody say there's more. Okay. And so that's important. But let me give you some keys. I'm going to give you some keys in order to help us change. Because we need to change. All right. Here's the first key. Remember this. In order to change what you have, listen. You must change what's coming out of your mouth. I said that. And that's going to move you from where? What did I say last time? It's going to move you from death to life. It's going to move you from sickness where? to what? Health. Health. It's going to move you from failure to success. So I said this. We must learn to take charge. Have you ever heard that expression before? Man, you just got to take charge. Now, what does that mean to take charge? Does it have to be negative? No. no. It can be positive. Take charge. You know what? Take charge of what's coming out of my mouth. Take charge. Just say, I'm going to be responsible for the words I say. I'm going to be responsible, okay, for the things that are coming out of my mouth and how it affects people. Here's another key, that it must be said in order to be done. Glory to God. We're talking about kingdom principles here. Now, notice how the kingdom works. Faith works in the kingdom of God. Are you with me? See? And how did God speak this world into existence? Or did I just say speak? How did the world come into existence? He spoke it. God said, right? So from the very beginning, right? God said, what did he say? Let there be light. And guess what? There's light. So did he speak it? You see? And as you begin to look back and you go into Genesis in chapter 1, you begin to read all of that, what God said. And you begin to understand that he spoke it. So if he spoke it into existence, he began to speak things, and we ought to also imitate him. We should imitate our heavenly father, right? Okay, so we speak. And as we speak, understand that I like to say this to people that you, I mean, you know this, that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in your body. But you're a speaking spirit. You see, in other words, you can decree a thing. You can say things. You can call those things which be not as though they were. Romans 4, let's go there. Let's look at this together. Romans 4, 17. And let us know what translation you have, and then we'll go ahead and read it. And then as you're, as you're writing your notes down, also write down Job 22. Job 22, verse 28. But let's look and see, in the life of Abraham, things begin to happen. It must be said in order to be done. Or it must be agreed or affirmed. Now, we know about Abraham's life, do we not? We know exactly what happened. Abraham, old in age, you know, and said, oh, God said, listen, I'm going to go ahead. And Abraham, you're going to have a child. Descendants is going to come out of you. Many is going to come out of you. And he was like, okay, how is this going to happen? I'm old. 
These are those things with what, which be not as though they were. Who has, that was the new king, just having faith. Everybody say, that's having faith. So, so notice this. Now, let's continue to look. I'm going to read this to you because Abraham finds himself in a situation just like you and I have found ourselves in situations in the past. But notice verse 18. It says this, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according, notice, to that which was spoken. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. According to that which was what? Spoken. You see, we have God's word. He's already, listen, rhema is God's what? His word. A rhema is a spoken word. So what happens is when you speak the word of God, it's rhema. Okay, that means, I mean, it's so, it's new, it's fresh, it's, it's alive. It's a spoken word. So what happens is God did, when God said, listen, I, Abraham, and he spoke to him, he gave him a now word, he gave him a rhema word, and then here's what he said. It says, according to that which was spoken. I want to encourage you to take inventory of what's coming out of your mouth. Woo! Now, if we started to right now, if I gave you a sheet of paper, and I said, on one side, I want you to just list 10 things that are positive. Today, just today. Oh, hold on. That may be too long. No, I'm just joking. Let's just say an hour. <laughs> but let's just say today. And right? In fact, I want you to do that now. Come on. Buy something. Find something to write on. And I want you to do this for me. All right, then. I want you to list at least, let's not 10, let's do five because of time. I want you on one side Five things that you can remember that you spoke positive out of your mouth today. Five things. Just five things. Now, on the other side of that, I want you also to write down five things that were not positive that came out of your mouth today. Ooh. Now, we may have to do a little bit of thinking. And be honest. Now, I'm not going to ask you to share this with anybody. I just want you to begin to take inventory you see, because a lot of times, you know what happens as you're writing these out? Many people says, man, I don't know how I got in this situation. <laughs> now, you know what? Maybe you're, you're not like me. Um, some of you may be challenged in driving. Not that you don't know how to drive, but challenged in getting directions and then getting from point A to point B. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about you. But, but, but I mean, that's why they have for people who came out with what? GPS. Come on. Right. All right. So, so we need that. I need that. And even with GPS at times, sometimes I find myself getting lost and turned around. And, but I'm telling you, it's sad, isn't it? I know. So you guess what? You've got to learn to be around people that know how to get there, where, get to the place where they're going. That's why I thank God when we go somewhere, Betty, she is, listen, I drive, but she's, guess what she does? She's a navigator. You know? And how do you know, guys, now, how, come on now. Now, I ain't even going to start nothing. I'm going to leave that right there. But, you know, I know I was going to get myself in trouble here. But ladies, women, they're great navigators. Okay, let me just go ahead. I'm gonna, oh, okay. All right. So were you able to list at least five things today? Think about the course of your day. You got up. Man, you, 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 you know, you did what you did. You prayed. You, you, know, you took a shower. You took something to eat. You got something to eat, and, you know, you relax a little bit, and you, you went to work, you came home. Okay, you get the picture, all right? And so I just want you to write that out. It's not for me, but it's for you. I just want you to see that. And now the other thing I want you to ask yourself as you're looking at your list, how many of those things can change your world, can change your present world? 
what you spoke today? And what effect would it have on your world today? You see, because if you're looking, you're being honest and you go, wow, okay, man, that's great. Man, that's awesome because maybe you got up in the morning and you began to confess good things over yourself. Today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's a good thing, right? Come on now. But maybe as we got closer to work, and it's like, man, I don't really like this job. Come on now. Can, can I talk to you a little bit? You know what I'm saying? But you know what? Thank God you have a job. <laughs> you know, you got, some, you got a flow of income coming in to you, see? But it's just little things, you know? You know, how about this? Now, don't misunderstand where I'm going, but, man, we go out to eat. Man, that's, man, I, oh, that's horrible. That food was just, and some people, if you don't know how to cook, I understand you shouldn't be cooking. You know what I mean? I get that. But what happens is, is what I'm saying is this, man, there's things, there's food, there's things like this. We just kind of, ah, I don't want that. But do you know there's people all across the, the world that are hungry and that would love just that little porcel of bread and food? You see, we have to ask ourselves, what am I, what am I doing? And I, I mean, in some, wow. Oh, yes. Want some words of encouragement? So you said, say it again. You said, what's some words you said? I said you can do you it. You can do it. It's a great job. Wow. See, and that would make that person's day pretty good. Isn't that good? All right. I think it was a hand over here. Okay. 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 Go ahead. <laughs> I love it. Isn't that great? But, you know, there's something about it. Not that you, I'm not saying you do this and bragging on yourself, but there's something about when you're able to help people. God uses you to help people, to encourage people. That, that encourages you. That builds you up. Am I right about that? That's like, thank you, Lord, for using me. See? But then there are times when we say, man, wow, I did. Uh-oh. On that, you know, and work on our words. Because, listen, your words are powerful. Your words are powerful, and we know this because we've said and we've taught, you know, death and life are where? In the power of the time. important to understand about succeeding, about decreeing, and about saying things. Now, here's the thing. Someone would say, okay, Pastor, I hear what you're saying, but I, but I have a question. How do we start? You know, how do we change? How do we get from point A to point B? What is the process if there is a process? And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. We have to realize that, listen, it can't be done just in the natural. Now, I'm talking to believers tonight, and I thank God for the abilities and the talents that we have. How about you? I mean, God is giving everyone in here, if we, if we just went around the room and said, man, what do you like to do? What do you enjoy doing? We would find so many different things that you like to do and that you're good, probably good at or you're, you're, you're you know, getting better at doing. But spiritually speaking, we have to understand that it's all not natural Listen, and it's all not spiritual. It's, it's the combination of both. As we were taught in school, it's the natural and the supernatural coming together to make an explosive force for God. Well, let's look at James then. What does James say about this? Because we have to realize that it can't just be done or we can't be done just in the natural. Here's a spiritual law. So if you write this down right above James, Write down spiritual law if you're writing in your notes, writing in your Bible, chapter 3. And we'll look at verses 7 and 8, just a couple of scriptures. I believe that will really bless you and encourage you. James, chapter 3, verse 7 through 8. And then um, if you found it, say praise the Lord. All right. Well, who wants to go ahead and read that for us? I certainly appreciate it. We'll be blessed by it. 
Just let us know what translation you have, and we'll go from there. James chapter 3, verses 7 through 8. We're talking about a spiritual law, a spiritual law that we can see in motion and working and happening. All right? Are y'all ready? Who's got it? All right? I want you to see that part, but if we go on and look at verse 9, and, and notice what it says in verse 10. Can I read it? Here's what the King James says, therewith or therefore, it says, listen, we bless God, even the Father, and therewith we curse Listen, verse 9, you see that? When it says, as we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Verse 10, out of the same mouth, say same mouth. That's right. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Wow. Truth, right? Truth. Okay. So, in other words, what I believe it's saying is that it must be handled with spiritual power. In other words, we cannot tame, what does it say? That tongue. Woo! Man, I have tell you, I've been around folks, and you know, have you ever been into a discussion, or you can say an argument, you know, with people, and boy, they know how to use that tongue. I mean, they can just whoop you, I mean, come on, and just, just say mop the floor with you, you know, with, and, and they're good at it. And they'd be saying things, and you'd be trying to get two words out. Whoa, okay. I mean, people that are, that is like, uh-oh. Now, if they'll use that tongue, though, for the kingdom of God, come on now, and be good at that, and declaring blessings, come on, and speaking good things over folks, man, what a difference it would make. You know what I'm saying? Have you, I mean, have you ever, maybe you know some people that, that in, your, in, in, in the past, or as you grew up, or maybe even now, that you go, whoo, man, if that person would just get saved. Or how about you said this, man, that she sure she has a mouth on her. Have y'all ever said that before? What'd you say? <laughs> and it's true. And what we say about it, guy says, man, if he would just learn, I mean, you know, man, if he used that, use his mouth and I mean, I mean, just to praise God and, you know, and, and celebrate God instead of speaking negative words and doubt and unbelief. Boy, I tell you what, the things that 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 person and we could accomplish. We defeat ourselves. We beat ourselves up. We don't even at times we don't even call ourselves what God calls us. You see, he says you're blessed. You're highly favored. You see, I mean, you begin to think about those things. You're healed. You're strong. You're more than a conqueror. See, we need to hear those things. Even in the midst of, it seems like, utter defeat, we need to understand that God has a great place for you and I. Even though we walk through, come on now, you with me, the valley of the shadow of death. You know, I mean, who are we going to fear? The Bible says, I fear no evil. Okay, you have to understand this. I, I, was, I came up with this and dealing with men. How many of you know that everybody's not going to like you? Does that bother you? Okay, all right. And... <laughs> What's that? Every now and then? What? I'm missing out. They're missing out. <laughs> so, no, no. I grew up with, I mean, and you know, and you have to learn this. You know, especially those you think, man, they're my buddies. Then how about all of a sudden you come to find out, ooh, they didn't like me. <laughs> we found out a little bit too late. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> After the damage is done. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, everybody's not going to like you. And regardless of what role they have in your life, they could be those who are your supervisor. They could be those, listen, who are bosses in multiple levels. 
There could be those who are, even if you've ever been in the military, you know, people in the military, those who are like, I mean, it could be your, you know, your, your commanding officer. There can be so many different people. I'm just going across the board, okay, that don't like you. It can be family. But here's the thing. We have to understand that just because somebody doesn't like you, that doesn't mean you have to not like them. Wow. Just because someone speaks negative things over you doesn't mean you have to speak negative things over them. That's when it takes and learns, takes time to learn to tame the what? The tongue. You know what I'm saying? Because, man, it's like, wow, I can't believe they said that about me. Come on. <laughs> Practice. I'm a, aren't you glad that? And isn't it amazing? A lot of times what happens is that that's how it, I, I just say those are like God moments. All of a sudden, it's like in the grocery store. Someone you've been, I mean, put out with. And all of a sudden, you don't know they're already in the store. You come in, go shopping. Ain't nobody seem like nobody's in there until you turn that corner coming down that aisle. <laughs> and you look, <laughs> I can't believe that person. What? Out of all the Walmarts. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? What are they doing there in that aisle? Come on, you, you never thought that before. And you're thinking, oh, what? And then, then they got the nerve to keep coming down the aisle. You know what I'm saying? And then what do you do? Going down the aisle. But you know what we also do? That's what we should do. Now, I didn't say what you should do. <laughs> I, said, I said what we do. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> That's what we should do. Hmm, boy, we push that cart, and guess what? I mean, <laughs> we push that cart like, I don't even see you. You know what I'm saying? You don't exist. Come on now, am I right or wrong? Wow. Now, let me ask you this question. You know, whenever I do something and I go, oh, Lord, that was not nice. And what he's taught me, and it's just a simple phrase, would you want me to do that to you? Wow. I said, Lord, no, I don't want you to do that to me. I don't want you to ignore me. Mm. See what I'm saying? So we have to say, whoa, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? It's just, but you'll say like, Lord, how, but how does this happen? It's a learning lesson. It's a teaching lesson. Oh, oh, then we got to check up on your motive. No, I'm just joking, joking. No, I'm just messing, messing, messing. This is Andy speaking right here. No, I'm just joking. No, no, no. But we, what happens, but when you're kind to people, what happens when you're kind? The Bible says when you're kind to people, it's like, you know, you, and you give them, a, you know, a cup of, you know, water. But what happens, like you're heaping what? coals right kill them with kindness just be good to them you know what i'm saying even they talk say, I, but here's the thing i know you talked about me but i love you anyway Ooh. now can i say some things before we close today see see now understand this now i'm talking about that there's a miracle in your mouth man let's check up on what we're saying encouraging Ah, because they think you got a joy. No, that's good. Now turn with me. That's good, Russ. Thank you. Because we have to be cognizant. How many know that people are watching you? They're watching you, right? And not only are they watching you, guess what? They're listening to you. Ooh, they're overhearing you, what you say. Now listen to this. And, and, and uh, go to James chapter 1. And I want you to read from, actually from verse 2. And we're going to read down to, actually, uh, uh, verse Eight. Now, can I tell you this as you're reading there? As I said before, people are watching. They're listening. I had a situation at work where, of course, I deal with I'm in the claims field. And so what I do at work, 
um, as, as I handle medical claims and different people. And a lot of times folks are upset. They're just mad, you know, and they, they think someone's out to get them and not treating them fair. And so what happens, I get this phone call. I get the phone call from an agent because, of course, one of our, our individuals we call on their book of business is highly upset, mad, to the point where the, the, she told me, the agent said, man, I mean, he's just about cussing me out. All because there's, he thinks that his son wasn't done right in this accident where he was injured. So she calls me up and she says, hey, I'm calling because I need to talk to somebody. Your name is on this file, and um, I need to know what's going on. I said, okay, and I began to tell her about the file, and, and I said, well, I said, what does he want? And he says, well, he's wanting some pain and suffering. I said, okay, well, there ain't no pain and suffering. I mean, if you, if you deserve pain and suffering. I said, but, but ma'am, do you realize the details of this accident? She says, no, well, tell me about the details. I said, he was at fault. Ain't no pain and suffering. He's caused pain and suffering to somebody else. She said, wait a minute. Then she said, I'm going to make a three-way call. I'm like, oh, no, because then now, guess what? She's going to bring that man on the phone. <laughs> oh, okay. And so I'm like, wow. She said, well, hold on. Put me on hold. Then she said, Mr. Munson. She said, this, I mean, here's, here's uh, Mr. Williams. And he said, Mr. Munson, here's Mr. Williams. And that was it. You know, no, she didn't hang out. No, she was there. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, so, and then after I'm starting talking to him, and he was, you know, you can tell, whoo, man, he's way up here. He's like mm, hot. You know, so I said, okay, Lord, thank you for wisdom. Now, you're, when you work in the environment that I work in, everybody can hear you and they listen to you and they're, and they're you know, catching everything that you're saying. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. And so I immediately, I'm like very cordial, very respectful, Mr. Williams, right off the bat. You know, introduce myself, say, here's what I'm going to do for you. We'll get this matter taken care of, resolved. How can I help you? First thing he said, I want to know about my son and pain and suffering. I said, oh, let's talk about that. I didn't just tell him there wasn't. I knew there wasn't. But I said, let's talk about that. And then, and then I began to try to explain the process to him. But then he said, then he came back. After I, I explained the first process to him, he said, but what about pain and suffering? I said, did he not hear what I just said? That's what I said to myself. You know what I'm saying? But... But I said, okay, that's not working because he's upset. So I said, what's that? No, no, he's done, right? So here's what I said. I said, well, sir, let me explain this to you. Because I even told him that his son was at fault. He's still asking for pain and suffering for his son. I said, hold on. Okay, let me do this for you. I'm driving my car. You're driving your car. Now, when I'm driving my car, you're coming up the road. There's another car that jets in front of me I try to avoid that car and I hit you now should I get pain and suffering well no well then your son's not going to get pain and suffering oh I said because your son is the one who caused the pain and suffering but then I said okay but we want to take care of his bills they got plenty of money on their policy I said but let's take care of your bills let's get them treated has he treated anywhere well uh, um, well Kind of, kind of. I mean, you call him on pain and suffering. How can we give you pain and suffering if your son ain't even treated yet? Or we don't know if he did. So I said, okay. I said, that's no problem. I said, did you receive the paperwork I sent to fill out? I don't know. Here's my son. He's sitting right here. But <laughs> we give him the phone. Dad is done. <laughs> he said, like, uh-oh, no. He said, so I said, well, and his course, his son is Timothy. Poor Timothy. So bad. He was quiet the whole time. You know, probably didn't tell dad everything. You know what I'm saying? And I said, Timothy, I said, went through the process. He said, no. I said, okay. I said, did you you get my paperwork? No. I said, okay. 
And then I said, well, here's what's happened. I went through this whole process. And then after we finished the conversation, Mr. Williams said, Mr. Munson, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you taking the time explaining to me what happened. and We'll get everything taken care of. He was done. Now, I can't imagine what was happening in that car at that time. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't very happy. But let me say this. I did not know. You said click, right? But she was still there. The agent was still there. And then the agent comes back on. She says, Mr. Munson, she said, now, thank you for doing what you just did. She said, because you just don't know. I just, I mean, he has put me through the ringer. For, I mean, he was just, I mean, she saw, so when you started talking to him, I just want you to know I leaned back in my chair. I'm thinking, I know you did. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't hear you. You know what I'm saying? So I leaned back in my chair, and I had a smile on my face from ear to ear. Then she said, I just want to let you know, because I'm telling you, listen, you never know who's listening. She said, I just want to let you know the way you handled him, the way you talked to him. You were so professional. You listened. You know, you helped him to understand you weren't trying to use all these big words and all this other stuff for him. And then and then you just diffused the whole thing. Well, you know, we give God all the glory. You know that. So she's going through that. She said, then she went on and said, so I'm just letting you know you did such a wonderful job. Who is your boss? I said, now nah, you're talking now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then she's like, who is your boss? And I told her who she was. You know, and, and, and everything said, well, give me her number. She said, I'm going to call her right now. She said, oh, and also, not only did you do a wonderful job, but you deserve a raise. I said, well, I like you more right now. <laughs> Why am I saying that? Because you never know who's listening. You never know who's listening, okay? So I said that because I can only talk about me. I can't talk about you, all right? Now, I will tell you, I have not had always those bright moments, all right, on the phone. She had called me in for my, my, my evaluation and said, you know, I don't know what happens to you towards the end of the day. I said, I get tired. <laughs> I said, that's enough of the conversation right there because <laughs> they listen to your calls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got to work on that. I said, I got you. You don't have to go any further. Got it. Okay, but notice this. Listen to this. What defeats a lot of people is their double confession. Now, look. Are you ready? Listen to this. New, I mean, King James. My brethren... Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, are you there? That the trying of your faith works patience or worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Do you see that? But here's a condition. But let him ask how? In faith. Nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything. What does anything mean? Of the Lord. That's right. Here's verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Listen, what defeats a lot of us. I'm talking about believers. I'm not talking about those folks in the world. Is a double confession. You see, because one time we'll confess this one thing, and then the next time we'll confess this other thing. And it's a double confession. So notice this. It takes God's wisdom to help us to tame the tongue. Say God's wisdom. And that's what it says right here, that we need wisdom. If any man, any person lacks wisdom, let him do what? Ask of God. Ask of God. Well, turn to Psalms 119, 172, and we're going to finish here tonight, and then we'll pick up next week. 
but Psalms 119, 172. It's important for us to capture what comes out of our mouth, our words. And I will tell you that it'll help us. Man, you know what? And if you've been saying negative things about yourself because you feel bad, you feel down, you never achieved anything. But you know what? Going back to my story, remember when I said, man, does you guys ever run across people that just don't like you? You know, and I've learned in life, you know what? You know, hey, I like everybody. I mean, I just tell, I, she knows, I say, hey, you don't like me? In fact, I get an attitude because you don't like me. Not because you don't like me. Do you understand what I just said? Because I'm of this persuasion. The only reason why you don't like me is because you haven't met me. The only reason why you don't like me is because you, listen, you don't know me. You know, and I always say this, I like me. And they don't like you. And that, you know what? And that's okay because that's okay. What you do is you understand. The reason I'm, here's my point. You need to know who you are in Christ. And you need to know what you do matters. You need to know what you say counts. Even though somebody doesn't like you, they may never like you. But here's the thing. God likes you. See? That's right. And what I'm saying is this. Because of, the, because of this, it's like, hey, you may not like me. But I understand this. I like myself. I understand who I am. I know who I am in Christ. And I know what God will do for me. And you know what? Because of that alone, you may not, you know, you may say you don't like me, but that's okay. You haven't met me. I tell you what, I love situations where, I, where I'm saying I love, always love confrontation. But I love situations where confrontation may arise. You know why? Because it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to help whether it's me or the other person to learn something here and how to deal with something and put the fire out. You see, take advantage of the opportunity. What did I say? People are what? Watching you and they're listening to you. Watching you and listening to you. Have you ever had anybody come up to you and say, there's something, Russ said it, there's something different about you. I don't know what it is, but there's something different about you because they're watching you. And so, and it's okay. Listen, it's okay. You're not going to make everybody like you. That's not going to happen. That's not realistic. All right? But at the same time, remember, and everybody's not going to treat you as you think they should treat you. Because sometimes we, we have the, oh, there's a thing. In order for good things to come out of my mouth, I must take the time to put the word where? In my heart. In my spirit, what does Psalms 119 verse 172 say? And let's close here after we read this. I, it's just so important that we realize that, man, a lot of times we undo what we're believing God for to do in our lives by our confession, simply by our confession. But when we get the word on the inside of us, now listen, and I'm not talking about osmosis and just laying there and, you know, saying with your eyes closed, okay, come on. But I'm talking about, man, you've got to do something. You've got to read the word. You've got to hear the word. You know what I'm saying? Where this thing I hit and we're going to close is this here. You know, here's, I gave you some keys, but then what I'm going to give to you is like how do we start, then how do we change? What are some things we need to do? And I said one thing to realize is that it's not all natural. Remember, it's also, what did I say? Spiritual. There's a spiritual law. We read the spiritual law. We begin to understand with our confession. We begin to understand speaking our words. You see, that's important. Then we also said, you know, as, we're, as, as you guys were reading here, it's important to take the time. We have to learn how to tame our tongue. Can we do it on our own? No. We need the wisdom of God to help us. And then lastly, you said, as you read in the word, to get the word in us so the word can be on our tongue or coming out of our mouths. This is important. Well, we're going to talk about the other issue. And when you come back, talk about repentance. Wow.
and the importance of how that helps us. Ooh, in order to repent, can I just say here, like this here? Okay, I just repented. Mm, we got to do something. What is that? Wow. Okay, so we're going to talk about these things. Glory. Aren't you excited about that already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You should because it's a good thing. It'll set you free. Say it'll set me free. All right. So there's a miracle in your mouth. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity this evening simply to, to gather together around your word.